Heidi, this episode is going to be published just before International Women's Day. So I wanted to start with uh, a minute of silence to uh, honor all of the women of the world out there, uh, honor their strength, their courage, um, and also acknowledge all the work left to do for women empowerment uh, worldwide. Thank you. Let's go. The Earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. The baby, please. I have a dream. Should we consider in every nation a fundamental restructuring of economic, political, social, and religious institutions? We have come here to let you know that change is coming, whether you like it or not. Undo reality and remake it in a way that allows for a more hopeful present. Hi everyone, Camille here. Welcome to Cosmic. Human beings on planet Earth trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. It feels like Throwing waste in the environment is not that much of a problem, actually, because there are people cleaning up for us. Ah, no, okay, I'm, I'm teasing Heidi. She wants to step me already. Um, I'm uh, with someone who makes a big difference on that subject matter. Heidi Selba, uh, you're visiting from Estonia and you're the global coordinator of the um, Let's Do It uh, Cleanup movement. We're going to talk about, well, cleaning up, but beyond this, mobilizing the masses. Um, you know, most of us are struggling to get one person, one child to pick up uh, waste <laughs> at home. Uh, you're getting, what, thousands, dozens of thousands of people on the same day to come together and clean. Welcome to Cosmic. Hello, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Cosmic is a new influencer network for people working on urgent social and environmental issues. And this is our podcast where I receive guests from all around the world now. Um, we talk about change, we listen to good music, we escape. Um, today I have a lot of questions for you. I don't know you that well, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, we listen to a first track and uh, we'll get started. Je ne sais pas 
So let's get to it. Heidi, I'm really happy that we could find some time to finally talk to each other. I heard a lot about your work. How would you explain to someone who doesn't know what you're doing, um, your mission, what you're doing when you wake up in the morning and why? Yes, I, I think the answer is not so easy. Um, <clears throat> yesterday I met a person who actually asked the same question for me, what I'm doing to my job. And I said, well, it's not a job, but I think I'm working with environment and people and, and humans. I'm working to the cause of that the earth will be a trash free and that we have a future in our planet. Uh, you're working for a trash free planet. Yes. Okay. Um, and you're doing this by mobilizing people to join a specific movement. Can you talk about this? Yes, a movement called Let's Do It World uh, started 2008 from Estonia when we had our first cleanup in the model that one country um, will bring a lot of people into one single cleanup, uh, which will be held in five hours by using um, the community, the power of the community, And the people, uh, through joint action, and pick up the waste from the nature, from the rivers, from the lakes, and um, cleaning up our environment where we actually are living. And it was really interesting that by this time it was calculated how much of money it would be cost costing for the public sector if the public sector might be doing the same action. Hmm. So... The cost of the pub for the public sector might be 22.5 million euros in Estonia, in Estonia for, for which is 1.3 million people live in Estonia. Yeah. And the preparation time for this kind of activity will take from the government three years instead of mobilizing a people in 50,000 people from Estonia, which is 5% of Estonian population. Preparation time six months. And the cost of it was 400,000 euros. Wow. So this is a power of the people by mobilization and bringing people together um, for the same aim. And after that, um, many other nations started to talk to us and, and ask the same question. Can we do the same thing in our countries as well? And they ask our expertise and our competence. So since this time... Uh, this network started to grow and in 2014 we decided that 
in order to um, tackle the really, really huge problem in the world and in order to be really impactful, we should actually collaborate and work for single global World Cleanup Day, not about the country-wise. One day where people in every country yes, go exactly. out to pick up trash. One day, one world, all countries in the planet of Earth. Okay, so I, I stop you right there because I al already want to backtrack a little bit. Yes. Um, you, this, this first edition in Estonia, like how did you get into this and how did you from one idea, one discussion, I don't know how that got started, got to the point where you mobilized how much, 50,000 people? Now, uh, then, uh, yeah. 50,000 people, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're presenting it like it's so natural, uh, like, of course. And then 50,000 people showed up. In 2008, I was not not yet part of this team, but I was working in the public sector as a, as a human resource manager. Mm. And I remember that the same organization turned to us and said that we are doing really extraordinary thing. Would you like to be a part of it? So as a human resource manager, I saw an opportunity for organization to bring the people together for the joint action. And and uh, it was really good, this kind of soft skills, like motivation, loyalty, team building even. And so we brought our families, our friends. We had many, many people from our organization, at, at least what was 250 people plus their friends and families. So this is all the organization mobilized <laughs> and this is how exactly we have so much people. But I think it was really a great media campaign. And as the leaders said that nobody dares to say no to us anymore because to the movement anymore, because we, it was so well known in media Mm -hmm. And our ambassador was our national president. So we used all the celebrities, sportsmen, writers, uh, singers, everybody talked uh, in media on this, in this day about the National Cleanup Day. So the power of media, that's something I want to talk about. But you also have background in HR. Yes. We're going to talk about this. Red, out of 
playing this song because there is an amazing uh, for me it's a lot of, it's memories from concerts uh, where you're in the middle of 100,000 people and, and those crowd and there's this, this crowd feeling you know what I'm talking about I mean then the music goes on and do you get the same feeling at beach cleanups yes yes bits of anthropology or like analyzing how people feel in those movements is a very interesting thing what did you observe across the years what happens in in people people change people change yes uh, a lot and what that i see i do see that it's uh, it's a change like a personal growth mm. it's actually a working out of comfort zone Okay. A lot. Like, what, what, can you explain? If you have to work in national level as a, as a leader, because we have 157 countries in our network today, and as a leader, it means in order to being impactful, in order to change the world or change your country into treasury, you have to work with a lot of partners, including for the government and with the local municipalities, with, with business sector, with media, also to trying to find a lot of volunteers to be a public speaker, being television, being podcast shows yeah. and so forth. So it's quite a lot of working out of comfort zone on doing this kind of things that you never, ever have done before. Mm. Yeah. And when you showed up in that room, you say, Oh, so actually we're filming, actually this, what's the format zone? And I, I didn't tell you anything. I just set up the studio and now we're talking. I love to do this. Yeah. And for, for people who are participating in the beach cleanup, how does change happen? First, they get familiar with the campaign and they're like, mm, why not? I, I mean, I want to be part of this, but maybe at the beginning they're a little bit intimidated by or, or how, what's the, what does the journey look like? Well, the journey looked like... Uh, in this way that uh, we started to find the leaders, firstly, who are interested to be a part of the global cleanup day in 15th of September 2018, which was last year. Mm. So um, we, we had a multiple different organizations who are big, big as well. And to have this kind of networks or other organizations who are green thinkers or, uh, for example, from the Zero Waste also are coming a few leaders or the people like individuals you can see from the media are interested in doing this kind of activities. So you're turning this kind of um, people or organizations and to say this or, or, or talk about this really unique and extraordinary, absolutely crazy and absolutely out of the box idea. So people get usually um, really interested because... Because it's big. It's... It's so big that actually you cannot imagine it. It's yeah. so big. So we are talking that we want to make the change in the world. 
So therefore, we have to find all these countries who do have trash problems, which means all the countries in the world. Right. We will have to do in one day in order to be really seen and heard by the by the world, because through this campaign, the awareness uh, about the trash trash issues will be. You know, well elevated. Elevated, exactly. 157 countries you're working with, you said. Yes. What it, is the what is the objective, or what what like what did you achieve in September 2018? How many uh, people showed up, and what's mm -hmm. the goal for the, the next? The goal day? was 150 countries. So um, there was more. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, um, we expected even more people coming out to to uh, take a part of the World Cleanup Day, but we have 17.8 million people on this day, which is the biggest uh, this kind of event which is working for environmental cause in 24 hours. So we have the live broadcast show also shown in Estonian television and also through our all social media channels. When I was looking it after as a person who is working with 157 countries and brought them into this movement, I was crying of course. because I saw later everything, um, you know, like in video, you saw how big is the world and at the same time how small it is. So I saw all the leaders with whom I'm working every day, yeah. <laughs> all together there. And, and you're remembering this day in 2008 when the first edition of the movement came to meet yeah. you or where you first engaged with the campaign. Yes. yes. And with your background in HR mm -hmm. and your passion for... Uh, other human beings and how they behave. Yeah. Did, did you saw that coming? Like, could, did you see that coming? Could you imagine that one day you would be uh, part of the coordination, coordination team that would make something that big happen? Absolutely not. What, but I, what I faced or uh, was this kind of huge change inside of me. That's why I believe in the strength of um, bringing people into actions. And I really, really believe that people adult people can change only by act activities what they are you know taking yeah. part of it so exactly the same thing happens to me and I was there uh, in 2008 picking up the waste with my four old uh, year uh, four year old yeah. son yes and with my husband so um, and two weeks later I was driving a car um, and my seat was sitting my, my son was sitting next to me and we driving to Ginnegada and we saw one man um, drawing this kind of huge uh, plastic bottle uh, to the street. And my son was asking for me why he is doing so. So I was stopping the car, not thinking about uh, the answer because we, I, didn't, I didn't know it. I was sort of angry, I think. I went, I, I stopped the guy, went to this guy and I said, okay, on, in this car is right now sitting a four-year-old boy who went to the cleanup. And he saw what you did right now. Mm. And he asked from me as a mother, um, why this man threw up this uh, garbage? And please say, what is my answer to my son? So he was absolutely silent. He went to pick up his trash. Nice. <laughs> so you, need, you see what kind of change it happens with yeah. me. So after that, I was like a changed person. I was like a guardian of the, of the environment. Uh, I, of course, I'm not trashing on my own. Uh, absolutely not. But also when I see that some, somebody else are doing it, I'm just really, really politely and going to this 
to, to these people and saying and explaining, please don't do it. And here is a, um, this kind of pins and you can, yeah. you can, you can so show here. Is it guilt that is uh, getting people to behave when, you, when they're confronted with someone who saw them? Like, um, I, I really like the way you approached this with your son and asked this man to mm -hmm. please give an answer because that was a very... Um, Yeah, very interesting way to, to present it. Mm -hmm. And I think much more powerful than going out and say, hey, pick this up. Yeah, I'm usually going to the people um, really polite way, a little bit honoring, because people sometimes uh, not thinking mm. or they're trash blinded. So we don't, we don't know what is the reason behind, but I'm always really, really polite and I'm always saying thank you. just started up here in the interview room where we're starting to to wake up you can watch on YouTube for the video version let's go Oh, 
I'm going to do something a little bit special here. We're going to completely change the ambience for the next question. Okay. So, I have a very important question for you. Um, I thought about it when you were talking about the journey. You could never imagine how big this would become for you in your life. What did you learn about yourself through this, throughout this journey from being approached by the campaign all the way up to coordinating the global movement in 157 countries, 20 million people? What does it tell you about yourself? Wow, this kind of question. Um, well, I, I I don't know what it tells about myself, um, but I see that I'm changed. This is I can say. I'm I'm I I do know that I'm working out of comfort zone, and I enjoy it. You enjoy working outside the comfort zone. Yes. It, it, it's always been like this. Or? No. No. It's no. <laughs> With this movement, and um, I also this is interesting um, thought in the sense that I think I'm with this work. I I feel really and truly um, being connected with universe. Universe. Mm. Yeah. It's never have been before. So, but it's main, mainly might be meaning also that I'm really connected with myself, and also connected with other people. And I feel in the same time that there is huge energy flow inside of me, outside of me, through me. And it's really bringing, it's empowering. Yeah. And it's really living in flow. This is what I feel. Was this um, progressive through the, through the how, how many years have you been in, involved with, with the movement now? It's like... Eight years? No, three years. Three years only. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, how did that evolve over over the over, over the, those three years? Or was it directly like, oh, that's it, I have arrived? Or no, no it's it was growth, and um, the start was not easy because I started from thirty five countries which we had already in bo on board who said yes, we want to go uh, for the World Cleanup Day, but the rest. Of it, um, I found or yeah. tried to find. But also, this is not just simply one thing. What we are doing, we also are using technology. We are mapping the waste. We are holding the leaders' academies, annual conference, mentoring program, doing all this kind of support, uh, um, this kind of support uh, activities. Um, you know everything which is sharing the knowledge. Um, and it's really, really important because it's come to empowering the leaders and it's come to bringing the understanding and feeling that we are working all together and we are really huge network who can learn and support each other for this kind of huge global activity. How, how can we get, because a lot of the change discussions are very like left brain and it's about policy and, and knowledge and technology and all that. But what you just shared with us, and thank you for opening up on this, um, is that 
the, the transformative moments comes with feeling and with some sort of social connection and getting out of the comfort zone. And it's something that is very, um, yeah, very much in the psychology, in the soft skill, in the connectedness and spirituality even. How do we communicate? Uh, how do we scale this? How do we share this to empower other people to go through the same journey, according to you? I think we can see this, uh, especially from our leaders. We had just Clean, uh, Clean Well Conference in January and we had six different stories from our countries. Um, and you basically saw the people who are struggling with so many um, things in the, in the country. For example, one woman or a leader from Indonesia, um, Augustina Iskandar, She is really, really young and she mobilized more than 7 million people in her country. Oh. Yes, um, during this work, two years, one of our first leaders, uh, also struggling with really um, strong um, obstacles like being a woman in this, in this right. country right. or being a woman leader in this country or being a woman leader who is global in this country. So it's really powerful message for the world. Or uh, we had a leader from Iran who said that is but every other country is saying to their governments, please come to support us uh, during this during this um, um, world cleanup day. Then he is saying that please please don't be against us. Just. Yeah. Just be with us. Yeah. So this is really big messages in the world. We have five countries who have been in or being this kind of conflict zone, like Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen, Iran, Iraq. Uh -huh. All these countries have been on board and big part of the work in Update. So you can see the passion. You understand being human behind of it. And the energy flowing in this conference was so big that you cannot miss it. It's mm -hmm. going through you. Yeah, so it's about the ability to create that moment in a way. So let's let's do an exercise. Um, for instance, I am part of a country that you don't have in your group yet. Let's call it um, Cosmic Land, okay? Mm. And here I am um, sitting in my office or going to work or I am your target uh, mobilizer. How do you approach me how do you how do i turn into a part of that movement and get my country to join what's in practice in practice i'm studying this country so i understand what is this kind of most important thing what's in it for me in this country for example if you tourism or, or tourism oriented country then tourism is a really huge sector also for economy yeah. of this country but the tourists don't want to go there are a lot of trash or this kind of um, it's it's definitely have this kind of impact so we can approach through this kind of things Oh, it's a, a question about the education in this country also, because we work with the schools and primary schools. There are really great educational programs which um, allows or, or brings this knowledge and awareness to the kids about the sorting the waste. And the order of the waste is a, like a new resource. And uh, we really like to bring it through the communication or, or being really... Um, 
uh, creative in order to bring the youth to understand the values and, and be aware and change their parents in these countries. All we are studying your personal background, what, what you are doing. And are what you spying you, on me? <laughs> of course, because there is supposed to be something when it's for you. Mm. Um, it's not a selling the idea, but um, sometimes so. it's needed to do as well. To and, and I think it's always also applied when you're turning to other either to person, organization or country that you know the background yeah. with whom you start to talk. Of course. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of preparation and, and it's a meticulous uh, piece of the, mm -hmm. of the roadmap. And then you approach the, me finally and it's over a phone call or through an event or what's the typical scenario? We are using a lot of different kind of um, methods in order to have communication, but I prefer Zoom calls. Zoom calls. Yes. This episode is not, not made possible, <laughs> but it could be. And this kind of... Um, yeah, online. Well, cell phones, online. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are the... What is the range of responses? Um, people directly like it or are they a little bit... Mm -hmm. Do they go through a, a learning phase about the movement and what they can help with? They're going, uh, of course, for the learning. And also we send this kind of videos, inspirational, you know, materials or what is needed, what they ask. Um, then we might have another call, call as well or another talk. Um, then as last year we had a leaders academy. We invited people there and it was really important that we are bonding um, in all levels, hind mindsets, everything, um, with other leaders. So we have this kind of empowerment inside their network. Mm, and we have a lot of materials and also we had a webinars during the year. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have different communications, course, different touch points yeah. during the year and you mm -hmm. build a relationship this yes. way. Great. <laughs> Thank you.
Of course, the cleanup, um, the cleanup phase is often the first step for for people to get involved with many other topics that then they take on and they start to understand better or get interested in in acting upon, like well zero waste, how we consume, produce. Um, live with resources and and then there's the consumerism and and then turning into the economic model of our societies and a lot of questions come from the cleanup phase isn't it exactly uh through the cleanups you actually can see how much how much of waste we are uh, contributing not contributing but consuming right a lot and also um we can see what kind? What different kind of types of waste we have? Yes, lot there of was cigarette a butts, lot of uh, so you, know, you audit cans, what you pick and, and you sort of like yes, we are sorting. Can can you um, can you explain how mm. you feed this back to brands maybe or um, <clears throat> during the work cleanup day we had also a brand brand audit. Brand audit. Broaden, brand audit. Brand audit. Not in all countries, but I think it was more than twenty countries who took a part of it. Yeah. And uh, well, well, there was huge beverage organizations and con- uh, this kind of um, global uh, huge organizations or businesses in the world um, whose brands we saw a lot of, you know, a lot of it because people are a lot of uh, consuming this kind Can of brands. Can we see the names or not so much? Yeah, there was a Coca-Cola and, and this kind of <laughs> yeah. Heineken and this kind of things. Yeah, we'll we'll put the link to the, to the brand audit. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, there's a very interesting report from from that work mm-hmm. gives because that's an important mechanism mm-hmm. right to make sure that beyond the 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 impact of mm-hmm. well, cleaning up and and picking up the trash there is also an impact on the system how do you turn cleanups into a uh, systemic change or what are the partners you are inter- interacting with to mm-hmm. um, to move forward well it's a really big question because um it's depending of businesses, but also depending of governments, and it's depending on their country's possibilities. If you talk about the different countries, mm. um, <clears throat> not, <clears throat> not each country can have uh, systems or legislations in background because we are really living in very diverse um, um, context. Context, yes. Um, in Europe. Um, I think there are 26 countries who are using this kind of um, system that you can took the scans and took the bottles and bring into circular economy and reuse it then again, including like all these deposit, deposit, deposit systems, yes, yeah. including uh, inclu- including this kind of Coca-Cola bottles and so forth. So if we have this kind of systems in the world or if we have uh, legislations behind of it and policies behind of it, then it's already a huge part of the circular economy, but not all the countries do have this. <clears throat> so it's a question uh, towards, not about the businesses, but also um, this kind of ability to have this kind of legislations and have this kind of policies and have this kind of 
uh, investments into yeah. the economy that we can use this kind of uh, deposit systems and any kind of other systems. So I think the most important, it's not just about the cleanups, but also working in global level, it, may, it means joint actions. It means collaboration in positive way for different stakeholders, including the governments, uh, policymakers, business sector and non-governmental sector. That is really what you are demonstrating, and that's very important because it's, of course, it's a huge problem. Uh, in each episode, we talk about one piece. I mean, we have guests that are going to come and talk about other parts of that huge uh, waste problem. But what you are demonstrating with the with the let's do it uh, clean up world um, is that there is appetite to solve that issue in all those countries and people are getting out of their home and, and of their homes and, and um, getting their hands dirty to make change happen. And so at the same time, there's this kind of, isn't, isn't there a kind of hypocrite uh, reaction of the system because you are demonstrating it's possible, there's appetite and still we're, uh, at the systemic level, we're pointing fingers to Asian countries for dropping all that waste in the ocean, where and half of it is ours. How do you deal with that? With those two um, two fronts that are finally confronting each other. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, I think it's not easy. I don't have answer. <laughs> Uh, but I think that most important thing here is, is to be aware that we have a problem and what kind of problem we have. Mm. But also second thing is that we do see that the answers or solutions coming from the people themselves as well. They're seeking the innovation way, innovative way uh, for uh, have this kind of solutions. And behind of it are um, quite nice um, innovations, but also creating this kind of social work, uh, social jobs, or social businesses, but also uh, using the technology to solve this kind of uh, problems. Um, for example, to have this kind of application, which is um, um, locating the biggest uh, trash uh, collectors, or not this kind of dump sites, which is. Um, blocking their um, um, the canals, for example, in Africa, so you have huge overflows. Yeah, and it's it is it will be like an input uh, as information for the local municipality, and you can see and observe how this local municipality can actually solve this this problem, and yeah. it will be bring back to the communities. So what I want to say that people are trying to seek by themselves. Uh, what are the best uh, practices in the world and how to use them in their country. So if the huge organizations and the governments are not have the solution so fast, maybe the people can do it. I like it. Like a fire burning bright Now it's catch 
Okay, so this song is about Kevin Jonas, uh, who's a, a convicted animal rights terrorist, as they call him. Um, we're not going to get into his story, but um, I wanted to talk about the power of art forms to mobilize people and to communicate on social issues, because this is a very important uh, theme for us. That's uh, something we very strongly believe in. Have you experienced this in a way uh, through the movement building or on other areas you're involved with? What are your thoughts? Yes, um, in our movement is also um, several artists. I don't know them all. Maybe there are a lot of artists <laughs> who are making an art from uh, from the waste and also uh, bringing the awareness. It's in, in, in Spain, also I know in Mexico, in Brazil. But in general, um, the first time I had really this kind of powerful contact and it was many years ago when I saw Vic Munich from Brazil. And um, for me, he was really inspirational. Can you explain? Vic Munich is... Um, an artist uh, who collected huge amount of different trash from Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, favelas, and also use the cortadores in order to show the people uh, who lives in the trash and um, what the, kind of... The waste pickers. Waste right, pickers, cortadores, yeah. yes. And, um, and the way how he um, showed the art was... In, it was so inspirational because he used a huge old factories and uh, and made this kind of collage or um, uh, about the people, but also the trash. And I think he was the first. Well, I I don't know. Was the first artist who I know actually used this trash in this way. Yeah. In okay. so big pictures. Yeah, we'll, we'll put so the links. We'll put the links in in the notes. Yeah. But basically, what you're saying is, it opens a dialogue, right? Yeah. Or it, it it helps people connect with the with mm -hmm. the issue. 
what else um, can he can he do like beyond awareness? Have you seen that? Because um, I'm always wondering. It's a storytelling tool. Art is obviously an expression of something uh, within human beings, right? In relation to the world around them. And um, beyond the storytelling tool of artistic expression or any art form, do you think there is more power, more that can be done with artists? Of course. I think um, huge artists and uh, great people uh, can express so much by touching people's feelings, by going, you know, under the skin into this mindsets and change, change so much. Um, well, I'm an emotional person. I think that everybody else also feeling a lot and sees a lot. And I think through the music and through this kind of visual art, it's, 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 so much of possibilities to to change and to create engagement which absolutely is to move people and to really. talk to people yeah. for that um what's your objective for next year and mm -hmm. in two years or because remember a few years ago you felt that all this was impossible <laughs> what are you planning on for the future for now we are working for the second world cleanup day and for the third work clean up day in 2019 and 2020. The date, you know, the date. Yes, it's 21st of September 2019. Okay. And also 2020, we like to have a mutual <coughs> collaboration with Earth Day. Okay. Which That's is the biggest civic movement. Yeah. <laughs> with 3 billion people in the world. And I think in 55,000 uh, or even was more huge businesses around the globe who are working for this kind of environmental topics. So we try to have a mutual um, campaign with Earth Day uh, in order to raise awareness about the waste issues in the world in 2020. <clears throat> and this is, I think, our biggest campaigns. But at the same time, we are working with youth, we are working with educational sector, we are working with uh, local municipalities. We are working with different organizations um, from different sectors in order to bring them or, or find this kind of mutual collaboration and bring the value added uh, concept to work together. Wow. Well, many of us did not show up last time. I'm guilty. Um, I don't even remember what. Yeah, I, I will not even look for an excuse. But you did inspire us to show up next year. For those of us who were not at the beach cleanup, uh, at the let's do it. What's the official name? Let's do it. Let's world, do it world. World. NGO. We'll put all the links in the notes. Uh, it was incredibly inspiring to hear you talk about this. We can, I can feel here in the room your your magic power of uh, inspiring people to um, to join this movement. And I think um, it's very important to to stop sometime and look at what you have achieved uh, to date. Uh, thanks for sharing, and um, I hope to have you back on the on the show in. Uh, 
in a few months or in a couple of years because uh, we'll be here and see how, how far you've got. Thank you so much. <laughs> forget to share the show with your friends and colleagues everyone would like to hear about it to hear other inspiring interviews like the one of 
behind you today. Thank you.